0: Welcome to Smart Finance 360, the podcast where money matters, meet innovative thinking. Every week, we dive deep into the world of finance, exploring trends, debunking myths, and bringing you the latest insights from industry experts. Whether you're a seasoned investor, a financial newbie, or somewhere in between, this is your go to source for becoming financially savvy. Cool. Welcome to another podcast. Uh, we got Devin Hubbard here. He is a developer. He works a lot in real estate, mindset coaching, and I'm thrilled to have him. Today, I think we're going to focus a lot on how you can not only mix the two together, just mindset's everything, right? But also how you can figure out how to make money, how to find deals with it, when it becomes to in real estate and developing. So there's a lot of things. I'm, I'm stoked. Thanks so much for being on this podcast. Yes, absolutely. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, we've been following you a bit. My partner, Jimmy, really admires you a lot. And uh, you do a lot in the community when it comes to development. What kind of got you in developing? How did that? Because that just doesn't happen. Right. You know, I, I, a lot of times for me, what I do, that just didn't happen either, right? How, what kind
1: of was your journey? Yeah. How did it begin? So I've been in real estate about 10 years now. And I would say about five, six years into it, uh, I'm realizing, you know, as I'm networking, as I'm building relationships, as I'm learning, and I'm like, man, I love, you know, real estate, but at the time I was just doing single family home here, maybe a duplex here, maybe a fourplex here. I was like, how do I scale this? Like, I love real estate, I'm making money, but how do I take this to another level? I'm seeing these guys that are doing like storage units or commercial buildings or multifamily. And I'm like, man, that, like, how do I get into that? And so I started taking classes. I started, you know, surrounding myself with those types of people, yeah builders, developers, mentors. And it got to the point where about four years ago, one of the things I learned was they're like build relationships with the cities. Like oh, the cities, yeah. cities are the ones that are going to say, Hey, this is where, you know, this is what we want to see happen in our city limits. Here's, you know, here's the zoning or here's the specific locations where you can do townhomes or apartments yeah. or self storage, you know, whatever specific type of zoning you're looking for types of projects you're looking for. And so where I, I live up in South Ogden, And I literally just sent an email to the uh, South Ogden city manager about four years ago. And I just said, hey, would love to meet, would love to see what kind of infill projects you've got. You know, what are the goals? How can I be of service and bring value to the city? And about a week later, I sat down with him and he probably laid out about 14 different (laughs) pieces of land within South Ogden City that he's like, hey, These are maybe, here's on-market stuff that anybody can, everybody has access to. And, you know, here's maybe some other ones that has potential or, you know, have been discussed. And nothing really came up from that immediately. But I was like, holy smokes, like this is a gold mine. You immediately saw opportunities. Absolutely. So you, you, it kind of, it probably shifted
0: your mind on, oh, there's so much business out there to be had. It's just finding the avenues. Yeah. That's interesting. So, that, so immediately, yeah, you said it didn't happen. But after a while, you probably saw, you, just, you started to look differently at everything. True, yeah. You're driving around, seeing stuff. Yep. Incredible. So they have a lot of stuff. And I think what else is good about that conversation you had in calling the city managers, now you can learn about so many things that just the common real estate developer or a realtor, whoever is using commercial residential just doesn't know about whether it be zoning mm-hmm. laws, rules, how did you end up becoming, you know, someone that could be useful for the city and providing value? What was kind of the next steps that happened throughout? Yeah.
1: the Yeah. So I built this relationship with Matt and with the city and I followed up with him a couple of weeks later and he said, Hey, this isn't, on the market yet but i know these guys actually were planning on building a hotel on this on this specific piece of ground uh weber state which is right around the corner actually got approved for a hotel as well and he said these people realized they don't want to compete with weber state Mm. and now they're going to likely sell it hasn't hit the market yet but i asked him hey do you have their info and he said yeah they're actually a friend of mine send me their info got with their agent we got it under contract before they ever listed it. That's incredible. And again, you know, this is my first deal. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, now what? Right? Mm-hmm. And so I had the contacts. I had at least an idea on, okay, what are the next steps during this due diligence time frame that we've got to figure this out? <clears throat> and it took almost a year and a half before we even like broke ground on this piece mm-hmm. But we brought in we par- ended up partnering with our general contractor uh you know ended up working with the city throughout this whole time and what we were initially thinking would be like maybe at a 40 to 50 unit apartment complex yeah turned into an agreement development agreement with the city between us and them saying hey we're gonna let you do these things and which was kind of abnormal But this was a specific corridor that already allowed that type of zoning. But we ended up getting 113 units on this. On a piece of ground that was raw ground, never been developed, and it was not even an acre and a half of land. Wow. Yeah. 113 units out of that. So you've got, it's like a U-shape, and it's got what they call podium parking. So it's two levels of the cement parking that you're familiar with, usually at stores and the bigger locations and then on top of those two levels of parking is four levels of housing incredible yeah so all that comes with knowing connections
0: you you obviously just didn't sit there and hope that they would call you you proactively went out mm-hmm. and made the right calls and that's a crazy way to think that just this little area of acreage you know you can go vertical, yeah. That's so much more units. So right. now you probably look at stuff a lot differently, too, instead of just so, the classic yeah. residential. It's also crazy to think on the pace that stuff is a lot more like you know, sometimes on residential real estate, it could be two weeks. You list a house, yeah. boom, it's done. Two weeks, very right. fast transactional. Yeah. Those are like year sometimes two sometimes three years yeah um how long did that one take that was that you said a year and a half
1: that it or is it still going or what so they finished building it uh i want to say last fall and they're still leasing it up now that's amazing but yeah that was i want to say we got it under contract december of 20 wait covid was march of 2020 correct yeah okay so we got it we locked it up December of 2019
0: okay so So right here we are
1: yeah we're here starting January 2024 and we're just barely you know yeah about three months into leasing it up that's so
0: that's crazy that quite the process it's also a way you could scale though because you got time so you have a lot of projects in between you probably saw a ton of projects that you're working on from now that
1: time to now as well yeah because every you know it's not a one-man band that does a project like this. This oh, yeah. is, you know, you've got architects, engineers, you've got your... It's like a networking goldmine, really, if you ask Absolutely. me you look at yeah. it that way. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it gives you the ability to say, hey, here's my skills. Here's the value I bring into this type of project, this type of deal. But it also gives me time to do all of these other things, too, like you mentioned. Yeah. So about 50% of my time, I'm a real estate agent whether it's my own big deals or, or helping other people buy, sell, and invest. And then the other 50% of my time, wholesaling, flipping, developing, syndicating, yeah, doing all sorts of other investment type deals. What's
0: amazing that I see you do is you maximize having that real estate license to its fullest. I'm trying. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand that some people just get the real estate license just to sell a house. That's not the case. You could use your real estate license for all those things you said outside of just buying and selling normal residential real estate. I mean, you're down commercial now. Tell me a little bit about wholesaling and flipping and kind of what are the nuances there that you've seen that you have to kind of know to be able to take that on if you're a real estate agent. Yeah,
1: good question. So 10 years ago was when I first got started in real estate and I actually got in on the investing side. So, okay. I did real estate for three years before I actually started doing real estate full time. After I started doing real estate full time, that's actually when I went and got my license. I was like, it just wow. makes sense to go yeah. get my license. So usually, the I best was, real estate agents are that, if you ask me. I, I've seen. Yeah, I think they understand you know both sides because yeah. un- unfortunately, like as much as I hate to say it, as an investor, sometimes agents are the reason deals don't get done. true because that just lack of experience or lack of knowledge or whatever um but anyway so i i got my license about five years ago and so just understanding like hey when i when you analyze a piece of land or a specific property you can look at okay what's the highest and best use for this specific deal um and oftentimes agents are actually some of the best resources and best referral partners I have because they recognize there's something there, mm, but they're like, yeah. I don't like, I don't know how to tackle this or I don't have the hard money or I don't know, you know, there's something there, but I don't know how to fully squeeze. Yeah. You know, they, squeeze they, that
0: they, they kind of orange. have the idea.
1: Yeah, you're right. They don't know how to squeeze the orange. Great analogy there.
0: So you're able to basically have the benefits of understanding how to connect the dots with the right relationships To make this in in fruition so for them i would say probably the biggest recommendation you have for them if a real estate agent is probably just by doing like
1: you did just yeah just doing it yeah figuring it out um just investing i've spent a lot i've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars over the last decade yeah not only in like real estate coaching and like the mindset aspect too because oftentimes it's like oh there's something there but then like the lack of knowledge, the lack of experience, the lack of confidence, yes, it sets in and you're yes. like, uh, we'll just, yeah, tell let, me it, about just that. let it go.
0: Tell me a little bit more about that looping in the mindset plus coaching these real estate agents or real estate professionals in general to be able to broaden horizon and be able to do something like a flip or a wholesale. How do you implement that or what, what do you do to coach these these people on the mindset? What's kind of the process? How does it work? Yeah.
1: I think a lot of it stems from all mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Like whether you're in real estate or any other industry, I think just mm-hmm. building, I think a lot of it comes down to building your mindset with your environment. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. are the people you surround yourself with? Yes. What are, what's the, you know, the music you listen to, the books that you read or listen to? Um, yeah. You know, what, what do you think? Crap in, crap out. Yeah. Like, are you just, do you come home and just sit and like Netflix for hours or do you go like hit the gym and you know, the gym is a great way for me to, I start my more almost every morning at the gym, knowing that that's going to build, you know, steps or layers to, um, just the snowball effect. Right. Like if I, if I work out in the morning. I know I'm likely going to eat better that day. Yes, because I don't want to screw up my workout. Or, yeah, I'm you know? right there with you. I and just so I think it, it just builds those steps or those layers to success because you're, you know, you're building those blocks to, you know, better yourself. And so you know, you do one good habit, it creates another good habit, creates another good habit. It reflects, and that's the yeah. thing I
0: think a lot of entrepreneurs forget that there's there's obviously no matter what there's going to be an imbalance somewhere true there's going to be an imbalance you got stuff that uh, when you're trying to scale your business trying to get to the next level trying to get from a small company to a large company there's just a lot in the mix but if you can take care of your home first take care of the home base with yeah. yourself you know i think that's huge and it just builds up and then it reflects like if you're sloppy at home or you're sloppy mm-hmm. in your, your schedule you're going to be sloppy in your business yeah. it's just a fact so that's really cool that you help people with that to be able to have that foundation to just really be clean everywhere. I like. To, yeah. I, like I don't know if you read the book t- with Tim Grover with like relentless oh, or winning. I have not yet, but that's on my list. It's about being clean. Okay, it's like if you clean your car, mm. if you're clean, if you you dress nice, you look nice. You're gonna you're gonna perform well because. Yeah. You're, you're just going to have an upper edge. So yeah. you, you mentioned, you know, Michael Jordan always washing his car no mm. matter what, before he went anywhere. Yeah. Cause it's just the way making your bed first are, thing yes. in the morning. Yeah. So that's cool. How does that help with that mindset for you in the development world? How has that been able to help you accomplish and get to the next level?
1: Yeah. Good question. Um, I would say just, again, a lot of it reverts into that confidence. It's like, Hey, am I willing to go cold call? like, with this 113-unit apartment yeah. complex, part of the process was we literally interviewed about 15 different general contractors because we didn't have one that that we knew or had a relationship with that had that that specialized in multifamily. Yeah. And as we slowly interviewed all of these and, and narrowed it down, it got to the point where we're like, hey, you know, this is like a 30 million dollar, 30-35 million dollar hey. project. Uh, are you comfortable and willing to sign on the line? Because I don't qualify for like you know that yeah. type of income and that type of loan. And Nobody does, right? <laughs> and so, but we what as we dwindled it down to about two or three. There's one that literally said, "We'll we'll partner with you. We'll do this." Yeah. It's like. And the funny thing is, out of a lot of the other developers and people that we interviewed, they had some of the best reviews, like. Even one developer said, Hey, we don't even we don't even send out bids for our projects. These are the guys that do all of our projects. We don't even ask questions. They just tell us here's the numbers and it's theirs. So it's like, well, it's hard to beat that type of yeah, partner, right? That's incredible. You find the right partner. I kinda I, I'm
0: partners with Jimmy Hobson, right? Oh yeah. He's number one VA lender in Utah. And I used to work really hard because the VA loan is not easy. There's so many nuances to it. There's a lot. There's so much more than the, the random just consumer understand. It is a crazy loan. Like there is no debt to income restrictions on this loan. Mm. So, that's, so many you, moving parts. You can dive right? deep. But what's amazing is if you partner with the right people, I'm the best VA lender in Utah. Why? Mm. Because my partner is Jimmy. So yeah. I just tell people I'm yeah. the greatest because he's going to look at it immediately and make sure it's good. And so now I'm connecting the right people it's nice to have him as a partner. So I don't have to focus my energy on understanding. I'm, I'm very adequate at VA loans. I'm not like going to downgrade myself on this, but the fact that I don't have to, I don't have to now just put all my energy and being the expert there. I can lean on him because mm. he's a great partner and I can essentially we're winning together because it's like, Oh, that's your expertise. I have yeah. my expertise. Now I can go do what I do best. So with VA loans, I've actually, my confidence level has gone so much more up without having to really put much into it. Cause I just loop him in yeah. and have him in as a team. So, team is important there and then the mindset as well i mean that that that's something that i really love that you do because i think everyone should have multiple coaches i just do i think everyone mm-hmm. should have a health coach yeah um i think that helps a lot because you know crap in crap out <laughs> yeah and then i think everyone should have a mindset coach i just think especially if you're an entrepreneur i think that yeah. helps so much in the business um last question i'll have for you is you know your role in real estate what's kind of your favorite thing Out of all the things you do, I mean, you do wholesaling, you do flipping, you do residential,
1: you do commercial. What's your favorite, absolute favorite? So as funny as this probably sounds, I love to wholesale. Uh, Part of the reason I like wholesaling is you get a deal under contract for, you know, a substantial discount you ultimately have full control of that deal. Okay. So it gives you access to flip it. It gives you, you know, maybe you flip it, maybe you keep it as a rental, you burr it. if Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, the burring process. Um, or, you know, you can market it and say, Hey, like what kind of offers am I going to get? If I throw this out there now, as is, I don't have to do a thing. Flexibility. Yeah. And it, so you ultimately control that deal and it gives you all of these options. And, you know, we we actually just completed, my partner and I just did our first virtual deal. It was a multifamily project out of state. We never touched incredible. ground on it, you know, never yeah, yeah. set, uh, set foot on it. And we ended up netting over six figures on a deal that we never even saw.
0: That's incredible.
1: We've been in the, you know, I've been in the, the business for a decade and that was a like The mental side of the the mindset side of it like that was a hard thing for me to wrap my head around because we'd had deals under contract before in the past that never that never closed and there's actually a a part where i was getting feedback from potential buyers or people trying to make connections saying hey we'll give you a referral fee if you can bring us a buyer on this Mm -hmm. and uh and some of the feedback we were getting they're like hey this is like the worst part of town like Cops want to go to this part, parts mm. of town. And I'm like, do we really have a deal? I'm second yeah. guessing. Do we really have a deal? Yeah. We've got this. We've got a bunch of units under contract for 500,000, which seems like super low. Yeah. And we're trying to sell it for 650. And people are like telling us no. And I'm like, are <laughs> you <gotta be laughs> kidding me? Like in Utah, like, I don't care what part of town is like. it will be fine. Yeah. Right. And then come to find out we connected with a local investor in that in that market and they closed within like two weeks and the only reason it took two weeks is because there's you know just some title things we had to work out but yeah within six weeks of getting it under contract we closed it for over six figures and I was like man how do I you know how do I scale this how do I do this more
0: like it's it's not just a little circle
1: you know not circle
0: I was gonna say a little globe of like Utah now it's like yeah blowing up so yep. So, yeah, that really does reflect hand in hand with mindset right there. So, uh, you know, we got to wrap this up just because we have these uh, quick cut off on this. But uh, I was going to ask you, how can real estate developers or other real estate agents throughout the United States get a hold of you, Devin? What's a good place to follow you on Facebook or is there how
1: can we get a hold of you? Yes, uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Those are usually my my go to's at Devin Hubbard. Yes, Devin Hubbard for both. Um, yeah, I I I don't want to overdo it with too many social media platforms, so yeah. I just try and narrow it down to to the two cuz yeah. I waste too much time on those two Dude, probably it's already. <laughs> it's very hard. It's yeah. I'll tell you right now, it's it's something that I'm try I
0: try to post on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, it, it gets specialize in uh, you're doing the right you're doing the right thing i think so uh following him on on facebook and instagram thanks man on the podcast yeah absolutely we'll, we'll get you on another one when we get like maybe we'll go over specific wholesaling yeah stuff that'd be like great that. i think it'd be sweet let's do it all right thanks man